Get ready, get ready for this piping hot tea. Get ready, get ready for a tea time and filter with your loving tea. Spilling all this hot tea on this podcast street. So get ready, get ready for this piping hot tea. One tea time and filter with your loving tea. Hey, Tea Sippers, welcome to another episode of Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea. And I have my homegirl, BL Sherelle, in the house today. Hey, boo. Hey, y'all. All right, you guys. So we are here to talk about this huge situation. Everybody's been hitting me up, wanting me to break it down. And I feel mm-hmm. like BL Sherelle is the perfect co-host to have today because... Child, I swear we're on some T-Girl Damas, B.L. Sherelle Damas type stuff because we've been talking about this for months. And as we see, a lot of this stuff is starting to come to pass with these rappers. We had the situation with Young Thug, Gunna, rest in peace to Little Keed. He died yesterday. And then also yesterday, the feds allegedly um, raided OTF. Well, no, they raided O-Block. Right. So, O-Block got raided. This is all over social media. So, they are definitely cracking down on these rappers, and they are using RICO charges to come after them. And this is scary. So, we're going to break down everything to y'all on this podcast. Like I've been telling y'all for years, RICOs are no joke. So, we're going to start with this news broadcast, sis. I'm going to go ahead and play this. We're going to listen to the news broadcast, and then we'll come in and do our commentary. Two of the hottest rappers coming out of Atlanta are now in big legal trouble. I run it like Nike. We got it on lock. Okay. That's Young Thug and Gunna now among 28 people charged in a massive gang and racketeering sting out of Georgia. Authorities say they believe the two are associated with the Atlanta-based YSL gang, and they're accused of conspiring to violate the state's RICO Act. Young Thug's team released a statement to ABC News saying Mr. Williams has committed no violation of law whatsoever. We will fight this case ethically, legally, and zealously. Mr. Williams will be cleared. ABC News also reached out to Gunna's camp but has not heard back. So let's unpack this a little bit with the help of journalist and author of Trap History, Atlanta Culture and the Global Impact of Trap Music, A.R. Shaw, and criminal defense attorney Bernardo Villalona. Thank you both for being here. Uh, A.R., both of these rappers have reach that goes way beyond Atlanta. We just saw Gunna at the Met Gala last week. So what's the impact right now to rap culture? Definitely. You, you talk about Young Thug and Ghana. They're not just local stars. They're international stars. Uh, Ghana, uh, a few weeks ago, was on Saturday Night Live. And as you mentioned, he was at the Met Gala just a week ago. Young Thug has had multiple uh, number one Billboard albums. So the impact on not just the city of Atlanta, but the entire hip hop culture is actually look, looking at this incident. And we're all shocked at this moment. Now, Bernarda, both of these rappers are being charged with conspiring to violate the state's RICO Act. That's a big charge within itself. Can you explain what that charge means? Exactly. So usually when you see RICO charges, you see that being charged by the federal government. But in this instance, it's being charged by Georgia, by the Fulton County District Attorney. And pretty much what she's trying to say is that these group of people formed a criminal enterprise for the purpose of engaging in certain illegal activity and to perform the ends of that organization. What I see here is something that is very, very destroying in terms of that is going to destroy the hip hop industry, especially when you're talking about one of the top rappers who just got a Grammy Award in 2019, I believe, for Childish Gambino's uh, This Is America song. 
Now, AR, can you talk about the footprint both of these rappers have in their communities? Because they're both still really connected to the neighborhoods that they were raised in. Definitely. I mean, we're talking about beyond music. Uh, Young Thug and Ghana have given back to their communities tremendously. Um, just uh, last September, Young Thug, uh, Ghana, he opened a grocery store in his middle school, his former middle school, which is McNair Middle School. And in the grocery store, students can get free food, uh, snacks, clothes, and uh, they just have a, a healthier options when it comes to food. And so we've seen both of these artists not just uh, have an impact musically, but definitely in the community. They also teamed up last year to uh, have, they, they created, they paid bonds for multiple inmates, nonviolent inmates in the Fulton County Jail uh, who couldn't, who didn't have enough, people who didn't have enough money to pay their bonds. So we've seen uh, Young Thug and Ghana both give back to the Atlanta community community tremendously. And so just to have this, this indictment is definitely uh, something where the community is, is shocked. And also it'll have an impact of having these two guys not being able to give back the way that they have. Now, Bernardo, do you think the philanthropic work that they do will have an impact on the case? I mean, it may have an impact in terms at the time of sentencing or to actually present this at trial if this case were to go to trial. Because as you can see from the indictment, which is what over 88 pages, we're talking about 56 counts, we're talking about 28 defendants that are part of this indictment. So there's still a lot to see. Just know that he's just being charged with two counts and that's with Rico, as well as being a part of a gang, which he can face anywhere up to 20 years just on the first count. And Bernardo, there's something interesting here because the indictment references hip hop lyrics. Can song lyrics be used in court? Absolutely. And this is a trend that we have been seeing for the last decade, especially with the feds, not only just hip hop lyrics, we're talking about hip hop lyrics, as well as music videos, as well as social media. So a lot of that is going to play a huge role in this prosecution and which I, I believe that they already have chosen certain of those lyrics in order to go forward with this indictment. And what I can see also possible cooperators in this case. All right. Y'all just listen to that audio. It's a lot yeah. to digest. Um, it's a lot to break down, but that's what we're here to do today. Um, so we can go ahead and get everything started by talking about these charges. Um, so what happened is a few days ago, they had raided um, Young Thug's mansion. He was in a rental mansion in Buckhead, and they got raided. And basically... It was under a state RICO charge. A lot of people thought this was a federal. So I want you to break down, Bia, what is the difference between a state RICO versus a federal RICO? Well, really, it's not a big difference. The states adapt. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Did the federal rego um, to their said states, and it's pretty much all the same statutes. So it's all the same crimes. Um, I want to say it's 35 different crimes that could be anywhere from gambling, prostitution, you know, money laundering, whatever. 
Um, same charges. Everything's the same, except states are just a little more sloppy. And we know that, you know, the feds have a 98% conviction rate and we know that the states don't. So they just don't have as many resources as the feds, but there is no real true difference. They actually adopted the exact statute from the feds and put them to a certain states. And I want to say it's about nine states that have some type of RICO um, charges in their state. So it's really no different. They just, they just a little more sloppy and we can kind of get into that later. Okay. So now as far as this whole situation goes, we have Young Thug involved. We have Gunner involved and 28 other individuals. And so like you were saying, it can get kind of sloppy with the state case. So I believe what they're hoping is that they put enough pressure on some of the smaller fish because I think they really want Young Thug. He's the one who's the star. They're trying to make a point by targeting hip hop. Not saying that any of these artists are innocent by any means because Young Thug has done his dirt. He has a criminal record, you know, but the fact that they're introducing song lyrics, there's so many people indicted in this RICO charge. And what people need to understand is that a RICO, they make it broad so that way they can get you caught up in that net any way possible. Right. So you have to be really, really careful. And especially if you have a business, right. you know, you, you can't mix business with street element. Everything has to be done legitimately because you don't know who all you're dealing with. And if they're being watched by the feds or the state and they're trying to create a case against them, you can get caught up in that case in point for me. Now that I'm doing a lot of business dealings and, you know, my brand is getting bigger. I can't just hand out money to any and everybody. Everything has to be done legally. All T's must be crossed, I's dotted. You know what I'm saying? Paperwork, things ran through a CPA, things are filed. Because let's say, for instance, somebody comes to me, it could be a subscriber, it could be a friend, they're giving me a sob story. Um, I need help paying for my nursing degree. And, you know, I just hand them $3,000 to go pay for this semester's classes. I'm thinking I'm just paying for their, you know, their nursing degree. They take that money and go buy drugs and flip it. Well, if they were being watched, whoever they're buying their drugs from is being watched. I am now indicted because I gave them the money unknowingly. So you have to be very, very careful because there's been so many people who have been indicted in RICO cases where they didn't even know what was going on on the back end. They were just trying to look out for a friend. Absolutely. And because you're the one with the money, you might be the kingpin in that situation because you're the one with the money. And that's what the RICO is kind of about. So when it first came about, it was to stop the the mob, you know, Rockefeller and, you know, Gotti and all those people. And it was because when people committed those crimes, it landed on the little fish and they couldn't extend. They, they, They couldn't go to the top to get them. They were like untouchable. So then, okay, let's create this act where basically all these crimes fall under this umbrella. And the thing about the RICO is it only takes the state or the feds to prove two of those crimes, two predicate crimes. And that's a RICO. If you can establish a pattern within those two crimes. So for them to have so much overwhelming um, charges and people that are doing so much reckless stuff, because there's some people that are doing a lot of reckless stuff in this indictment. You got one guy who actually shot a cop and shot at another cop. And I think that that 
kind of steamrolled everything even faster because it's like, okay, now y'all doing too much. It's one thing to kill kill niggas. It's another thing to try and kill cops. And the, the kid who did that, he had a YSL tattoo on his face. So, okay, this gang is out of control and we're about to step in now. So that's the part. And he may not even dangerous. technically be affiliated with Young Thug. Because again, when you put this in the music, a lot of kids, because you even said this about your son a few years ago, he went and got an OTF tattoo because he's yeah. a big fan of a little boy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But let's say he wants to be out here doing something reckless. They could tie that back to Little Dirk because again, People have now merged gangbanging into the music. It's nothing new, but now they're coming down on hip hop with a vengeance. Absolutely. So this YSL dude, he may have never even met Young Thug, but because he shot at a cop and he has YSL tattooed on his face, that's what I think what really broke this down. Like you said, it's one thing if y'all niggas want to shoot each other, but now you coming after the police, we're not having that. Only Channel 2, by the way, was in Buckhead Monday night as police arrested the rapper Young Thug, whose real name is Jeffrey Williams. We showed you this exclusive video on WSB Tonight at 11. Now here's the latest today. A judge held an initial hearing on the charges this morning. This is video from court of Young Thug in a blue jumpsuit. The rapper and 28 other defendants charged in a 56-count indictment alleging street gang activity, including robbery and murder. And Channel 2's Michael Seiden and investigative reporter Mark Winnie broke this story on WSB Tonight last night. Michael is live now in downtown Atlanta at the Fulton County Courthouse. So, Michael, the thing is just a few hours ago, investigators, they held that news conference, and this is part of a wide-ranging gang crackdown. George, this investigation has been going on for months, and take a look at this. This is that 88-page indictment, 56 charges ranging from murder, armed robbery, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Of course, those two rap superstars, the headliners on this indictment, but the top prosecutor here in Fulton County says this indictment will help get gang members off the street, who she says are responsible for 80% of the violence we see in Metro Atlanta. Hip-hop superstar and Atlanta native Young Thug making an appearance in a Fulton County courtroom Tuesday. His first appearance in front of a judge comes less than 24 hours after authorities raided the rapper's Buckhead home. Channel 2 was the only station there Monday as investigators arrested the 30-year-old. Young Thug, whose real name is Jeffrey Lamar Williams, is one of 28 defendants charged in a sweeping 56-count indictment against the criminal street gang Young Slime Life, also known as YSL. The charges ranging from conspiracy to violate the Georgia criminal racketing law, murder, armed robbery and aggravated assault with a deadly weapon also named Sergio Kitchens who performs under the name Gunna as of Tuesday afternoon the rap star had not yet surrendered to authorities my number one focus is targeting gangs and there's a reason for that they are committing conservatively 75 to 80 percent of all of the violent crime that we are seeing within our community. According to the indictment, YSL is a criminal street gang started in late 2012 in the Cleveland Avenue area of Atlanta. Prosecutors say Young Thug is a co-founder and he and his affiliates have played a role in some of the city's most violent crimes. Me and the mayor and the police chief have talked about the fact that Cleveland and our community is referred to as Cleveland. Also named in the indictment is Jimmy Carlton Winfrey. He's serving a 20-year prison sentence after pleading guilty to firing shots at rapper Lil Wayne's tour buses as they traveled on I-285 in April of 2015. 
Yeah, we can tell you that uh, D.A. Willis says at this hour, arrests are still being made. She says it could be up to two weeks before everybody is in custody. Now, as far as Young Thug's attorney, he did tell our Mark Winnie last night that his client is innocent and they look forward to fighting the charges against them. We're live in downtown Atlanta. I'm Michael Seiden, Channel 2 Action News. Hearing those numbers and those stats on gang violence, Michael, is just Shocking. Thank you. More details now about this incident on WSB last night. Channel 2 investigative reporter Mark Winnie told you the indictment describes a criminal gang called YSL, which stands for Young Slime Life. Mark reported that the indictment alleges Young Thug is one of three YSL founders. Prosecutors also told Channel 2 one of the defendants named in the indictment is this man, Christian Eppinger. He's the same man accused of shooting Atlanta police officer David Rogers six times in February. We're staying on top of this story for Channel 2 Action News at 6. Investigative reporter Mark Winnie is going to be back speaking exclusively with Fulton County's District Attorney, Fonnie Willis, and Fulton County Sheriff Pat Labatt about this major indictment. Yeah, and the fact that they only, and I think he does have a tie. I'm not sure if it's to Young Thug particular, in particular, but I think he does have a tie to YSL in general. But it's one thing to, so so once you cut the head, they're trying to cut the head, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and then the rest will rot. Because you can't stop it with the money that's being funneled in from the successful people, from Thug and from Gunna, whoever. We have to, if we lock up this kid for you know, shooting this kid over here, it's going to keep happening because it's going to be another young kid that's willing to do that to get into, you know, YSL or whatever gang we're talking about in particular. So the only way to really stop it is a RICO, you know what I mean? So that way it'll stop the money because they can also seize a lot of your money. They can seize a lot of your properties if they can somehow establish that your enterprise is engaged in illegal activity. Um, So yeah, so this it's, is very it looks bad. This shit this yeah. shit looks bad. The wiretaps, um, they they was tapping young thugs uh phone for like years. Um then when they went that. to go Yeah, it was it, it's an overwhelming evidence, basically. It's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. But they only need two crimes to be proven. That established the you saying that there was also Again, we always talk about social media being the devil. People have gotten so comfortable thinking they can say anything, they can tweet anything, they can DM anything. None of this shit is private. Once they come for you and they say, we want to see your whole social media history, all of that is in a database in the cloud. So there's no deleting. So they were going through some of these guys who were indicted through their DMs and they're talking about murders. Yeah. So today's show sponsor is Chime.com. No one likes waiting on a paycheck, especially when you have bills due. One good thing about Chime is that now you can get your paycheck up to two days early with direct deposit. But wait, there's more. It's not just about getting paid early, but Chime is also an award-winning mobile app, checking account, debit card, and optional savings account all wrapped into one. So what are you waiting for? Hopefully not your paycheck. So get started with Chime today by applying for a free account that takes less than two minutes. All you have to do is go to Chime.com forward slash sip slow. Once again, that's Chime.com forward slash sip slow. Banking services and debit cards provided by Bancorp or Stride Bank NA. Members FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depend on the payer. They said that the guy in an indictment, he sent a, a, a message via IG Say, yo, bro, I think they trying to indict us for that body. What? 
Mm. You're DMing me some shit like that. Like, are you serious? Mm. Like, and if you, it don't matter if you send it and delete it or none of that matters. They can literally pull all that up. Like you said, it's in the cloud. Once they get a warrant for social media, that's it. They can see anything you ever sent, anything then there, anything you thought about sending. Like, so they can see your drafts, like whatever is on there, you know? So it's just so much overwhelming. They got wiretaps from the cell phones that they smuggle into the jail. They got those tapped. They got young thug phone tap. Like, it's just, I'm just shocked that they was moving so brazen, like, you know, and a lot of the stuff, how they like, oh, you shouldn't use lyrics and, you know, in court to convict somebody, whatever. It's not, they're not using the lyrics to then charge you with that. They're just painting the picture. They have to, they have to tell these people, though, this is a gang and this is why this is a gang. Look at everybody wearing the same tattoos. Look at everybody using the same hand moves. Look at everybody, you know, talking in the same slang. Look at this. Look at this lyric that says, why I sell the gang. We'll kill everybody. You have to, it's, it's real life. You have to tie it all together. And that's what they're using to tie it all together to say that this is an enterprise. So, I mean, it's it's bad. It's bad. It's bad for Thug anyway. And that's the thing, like I always say, you know, when it comes to the feds, well, even though this is a state case, that you might as well also, yeah, I guess it doesn't matter if you say if it's federal or state. Either way, when it comes to Rico, let's just say that. Yeah, they Rico, sit Rico. back and watch. Mm-hmm. They're not going to pounce until they collect enough evidence. So mm-hmm. that's the thing. They've been watching all this fuck we've been going down since 2012. They've been watching the shootings and the killings. And a lot of times people are like, well, why is nothing being done? Why is nothing being done? All these killings are happening. Oh, trust me. They're watching everything. You got these so-called, you know, YouTube detectives who make videos breaking down whole, like Trap LaRosse, breaking down whole beefs between YFM Lucci's group and, you know, uh, YSL. Like they're collecting all this stuff where the police only got to do the work. They can yeah. just watch YouTube videos. Absolutely. And the reason why they're say you say someone commits a murder in 2012 and you lock that person up. Right. And you just that's it. Then you're not able to build that bigger case. You're not able to get to the head, which is why it takes so long to develop these cases. Now, granted, I think that they probably could have tied this a little while ago, but even still, you know, they just want to make sure that their situation is ironclad. Um, I still don't think it's completely ironclad, um, but just like when they ran in Thug's house, he has more charges now. He had a switch in there. He had a whole bunch of drugs, you know, weed, syrup, you know, multiple guns. He had the Glock with the switch, which is that's like having a silencer, basically. Mm. Um, and so, he's a felon already. So say he, that again? He's already a felon, so he can't have none of that. Well, I'm not sure because that case that he caught it never got dissolved. The 2018 case with all the guns. I know he'd been locked up mad times, but I'm not sure if he has a felony because he's been stretching his cases. He's been prolonging it because he got the money to do that. But I also think that the state also prolonged it because they didn't want the disposition. Say he got off on that case. Cause what happens is um, on that 2018 case where they ran in his house and they found all them guns or whatever, somebody took the case. Somebody said, Hey, those is my guns. And when it comes to the breadwinner, you're always going to have somebody step up and say, Hey, it was me and take the case to protect the breadwinner. So had they would have done that, maybe the, the evidence wouldn't be able to be used now in this Rico. So I think that the state extended that case. And I also think that young thug extended that case. So I don't, I'm not sure if he's ever been convicted because it's still open. And now you have this, the charges from the raid that's not involved in the Rico. When they ran in his crib and found those guns the other day, that's a whole separate case now. 
that's not even involved in the RICO. That's so RICO. No, that's separate. You know, you got the RICO, you got the 2018 case with all the guns, and then you have this new case with the guns and the drugs and everything. So, I mean, his situation is just, I mean, he was successful. I'm really shocked that he really was that deep in. I mean, I get that you're, you know, you might be affiliated, you know what I mean? You might, but he was literally on the wiretap calling shots and all that, like encouraging things. I'm shocked that he was that still invested. I mean, your life can be much better than that at this point. Like you're rich. Right. But money don't money don't cure ignorance. You know what I mean? No, like money just you know amplifies who you are. And that is my issue when you're bringing a lot of people from, you know, the street, from gangs, and you're merging it with so-called legit business of rap, you're going to have this. You know, it's, it's even that serious where, you know, you have to even watch people that you take pictures with. Because if they're in a picture throwing up a gang sign, I don't gang bang, but you're in the picture throwing up, you know, whatever set. They can tie you in and say, well, you're in that, you know, you got to be in the game just because you didn't throw it up. Everybody in the background is throwing up the set. Absolutely. And that's the that's the opposite of what's happening. Like, so Young Thug, he was totally entrenched. And then you got Gunna. They don't got nothing on Gunna. Yeah. All they literally have is him getting pulled over, like some speed and stuff in a car with Thug and a car behind them. When they pulled over both of the cars, the car behind them had multiple guns in there. So that's the tie-in. And the fact that he's signed to YSL, they got some lyrics of him claiming YSL. And they have him, you know, saying like some gang shit in the music. They literally have nothing on him. He, It, it seems like he wasn't even a part of the gang. He just, he's a rapper. Mm-hmm. But there's that umbrella. This is like the massive swing of one person being deeply entrenched in another person just trying to be a rapper, you know what I mean? And but because of that, now you gotta you gotta go down with the rest of them. Yeah, it's, and that there's a saying that my homeboy used to say in the hood: the longer they wait, the stronger the case. So imagine they've been watching Young Thug since 2012. Gunna probably wasn't even rapping; he's probably in high school. Did not even know where his future was gonna be. But because they've been waiting so long to jump on Young Thug, he done got entrenched in this shit. Because, you know, when it comes to a Rico case, they can charge a cheeseburger if they want to. Yeah. and But yeah. I wonder if that gunner thing might be a crack in the case that they can exploit. Because how mm-hmm. many other people are just loosely affiliated that they charged? Now, I think that the motivation behind them charging Gunner would be either to get him to roll and tell, which I don't think he would do based, you know, on the position he's in, but get him to roll over and tell, or also because he's one of the leading sources for the money, mm-hmm. seize some funds and stop the stop the money from being able to, you know, go out to the little guys and go out all throughout the gang. So if you charge him too, then maybe y'all can put a hold to some of this money that's flowing in these streets. Those would be the only two uh, reasons why I would see them do that. But at the same time, if it doesn't work, it might crack the Rico case a little bit and it might weaken their case, which is why I said the state can be sloppy because they probably should have left Gunner out because he didn't, he only has the Rico charge and they have him not committing. Where's his two, two crimes? That, right, you know, right. He committed. right. They don't they don't they have even had Jack Harlow in there. What was that about? They had his name in there. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're not trying to be sexy right now. Well, why did y'all put his name in there? That's why I feel like in a way the state or these particular prosecutors in Atlanta, it's almost like they're kind of low-key looking for attention as well. Absolutely. They, this is a huge case. Conferences. I mean, it's like 
it's, it's you can tell they're definitely you know loving the shine let's keep it real that's the vibe i'm getting from that lady absolutely i mean this is a huge case right so mm-hmm. who wouldn't do that i mean based off of this is politics i'm sure that there was a lot of pressure from you know different political realms people of affluence saying yo look what's happening to the city based off this gang culture and they did make a comment um in the press conference where she says 70 to 80 percent of violent crimes committed by these gangs and i kind of believe that i kind of believe like even in philly i believe that probably 75 percent of violent crime is you know committed by a gang so i'm sure she was getting a lot of pressure and now she's trying to say hey guys i'm doing something about it you know look over here look at me look at us um so anytime they get one of these big fish cases they try to take advantage of it because it's politics that part that part is politics right yeah i just thought it was just interesting how jack Harlow's name came up and then when she was asked about it, it was like we're not talking about that <laughs> we're reading the indictment. Why is his name in this? He moving weight too? Between Atlanta, we want the tea. I didn't even know that she knew who he was. And I thought that the reporter was just a, a dickhead ass white guy on Twitter. Like, you know what I mean? He kept seeing mm-hmm. it. Because it was on Twitter. Like, you know how they be like, oh, I blame Queen Naja and oh, grab Jack Harlow. You know how they clown on everything on Twitter. So they kept clowning on Jack Harlow. And I think he genuinely just didn't know. And he just asked because he kept seeing that name probably. And mm-hmm. she just didn't know who the fuck it was so she was just oh yeah we're being conservative about it i'm like what bitch? Yeah, we're not trying to be sexy here i said oh my gosh okay ma'am that that press that conference was funny. it was, yeah, yeah, that was funny. but yeah i mean now we can go back to when we were talking about this um a few months ago when YFM Lucci had gotten stabbed in jail and he was mm-hmm. begging the judge, like, let me go home. They're trying to kill me in here. And I remember you were saying that he had to be in general population and probably was attacked in the visiting room, yeah. um, you know, but that you definitely felt like it was some type of hit. Yeah, that was that. my T. Rodamas moment. That was my mm-hmm. T. Rodamas moment. No, I said he wasn't in general population and oh, because yeah. he wasn't, that meant that it had to be a hit because the only time they would be able to catch him is going to court or going to a visit or, you know, cause you locked down on the pod, you know, you 23 to one, you can't move if you're not in GP. So and he's too famous to be in GP, right? Right. And oh, he's a part of a gang. So oh. usually as soon as you go in, if they know that you're in a gang and they know, and you're high profile, you automatically got to go to PC. You mm-hmm. can try to fight it and get your lawyers to fight it and stuff like that. But typically if you know that these people want you dead anyway, why well, fight it? Just sit in PC. Um, so, they had to had just wanted to take that chance, been willing to take that chance, meaning somebody got paid to do something like that because nobody, why, why else would you do that in, in, in such a public forum? The only way they could have got to him is in some type of transport, you know what I mean? Which means they was willing to get caught. And that, uh, that hit the second after they did that, I think it's an indictment where they was basically getting permission from thug to try and kill him again mm. on the wiretap. Wow. It's a lot. And, yeah, it, it is. And their beef, you know, if for y'all who don't know, you have to really research it. Their beef goes back years, you know, and I've, and I've met Lucci. Like I've worked with him. We did some volunteer work at his old high school. I mean, he gave back to the community just like Young Thug did. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's the part that's just kind of hard because you know them as rappers, but then sometimes in media, we know these guys behind the scenes too. And they do give back. They do look out for the community, but then it makes you think like, is that a front? Be- you know what I mean? To put on a good face because they're still doing all this dirt behind the scenes. Right. And, and that's the part that's sad because even the case that, that Lucci caught, 
he caught that being sloppy. They're trying, they were on a drive-by to go kill somebody else and shot the homeboy and threw him out the Jeep and, you know, kept it going. Yeah, that was... I mean, the, it's just, it's gotten so dark in hip-hop. It has. <laughs> I mean, it seems like there's some type of tide turning right now, though, um, as far as the people coming in, the feds coming in. It's going to clamp on, it's going to clamp on a lot down. And a lot of these uh, companies may not jump to fund, you know, gangsters as quick as they was before. Um, it depends on how far they decide to, you know, take this this young thug thing. But I, I imagine that it's going to make them kind of stop before they invest millions of dollars into gangsters. But why, when I can still capitalize, whether they die, go to jail, whatever, right? That I'm part. still making more money, so maybe not. Um, but I, but I hope so. I do hope so. And I'm also. I mean, it's, this sucks, and I don't wish it on anyone. But I mean, I'm I'm glad that these kids can start to see how foolish it is to post your every move and post all your intentions on social media. Like, hopefully, we can kind of get this to die down with them seeing some examples of their favorite, you know, their favorite guys going away. Yeah, because a lot of it, a lot of the drama in the streets, even up here in the Twin Cities. When you really dig down into it, a lot of it is because of social media. It starts from words and people writing stuff and all this gang back and forth. And I'm getting you. Now you're getting me and my homies. So social media has started a lot of things. Whereas before, you know, the gangs were always around. But unless you were in the know, you didn't really know anybody's moves. Right. But people have gotten so desensitized. You know, we're so stuck in our phones that people are using their phones to do dirt. And it's tracking you. You know, and that's the part that's crazy. Even the young boys who were coming up, the ones in Florida that we talked about, um, remember um, the boy Queso, him and his daddy. Mm -hmm. They went out and did that murder, mm -hmm. you know, and, and like literally broad daylight. The, there has to be an undercover cop just happened to be there and he chases them on foot. And so they end up getting away. And but they recognized them. So they go digging through the social media. You know, and they're seeing all this evidence. And so now he's locked up. The daddy's locked up. So that's the part that's sad is that we want rappers to be real. And then when they're too real, then we want to shame them when we really shouldn't be a support in that anyways, because it was the the Internet who made songs like When I See You, which is all about drilling popular. Yeah. Flocks music. They made that popular to the point where this young man then took somebody life. You know, so it's just I, I just think like everything has just gotten so low vibrational and I hope that it wakes up the youth. Now, let's go ahead and switch gears real quick and talk about this um, situation that happened on O Block last night. So if y'all don't know, there's a video. It's silent. I haven't uh, seen one with the audio, but y'all can look it up on Twitter. You see the military literally um, going into O Block. They're doing a whole military raid. So the streets are talking right now on the Internet, and a lot of people are saying that they must be going to go find some more things attached to possibly the killing of um, FBG Duck. Mm -hmm. And they're thinking that the next Rico charge might be pointing at Lil Dirk's direction. Listen, I'm at this point even shocked that Dirk is not already implicated the fact that it's been so quiet around him had me already thinking like what the fuck is going on when he dropped aha and he was just it's like he couldn't the one don't respond to shit you know what i'm talking about 
Mm-hmm. About the get back on the folks who did whatever they did, Divine. And I'm like, what? He talking about the feds is coming and all this. I'm like, how is he so brave at this moment to do this when they already have the folks that killed Duck? And it's obvious that that was being funded through OTF, which is Dirk's label. Like, it's a direct tie back to you. I would have been so quiet. I would have said shit. And, and you can't control when these, when, when people under you do shit reckless, like that boy that shot that cop, right? Mm-hmm. Doug couldn't control that. So now that's what got it all hot. So it's like, I feel like he is super brave to even still be trying to exist in that image knowing. I know he knows that they can track back the funds back to him. So I'm just, I was just shocked. But maybe he thought it died with Vine. Maybe he thought that, you know, they was like, oh, Vine is responsible for that and they let it go. But I mean, he, when when you trace it back, even further than Vine is Dirk. So I just don't know what he's, what he's doing. Yeah, it's a lot, you know, and it just looks scary just watching not even the regular police, but like military mm-hmm. raiding that whole situation. But it's been so much dirt being done on that in that area for years. You know, so the fact that they're finally raiding it again, like we say, the longer they wait, the stronger the case. So this might be a whole takedown of many people, you know, not just rappers, but affiliates, people who are living there who just been doing dirt. Yeah. And it took for them. It took a murder in the Gold Coast for any of that to be possible. They wasn't thinking about none of they didn't give a fuck. They were just watching them just do them for years and years and years. Right. Until somebody decided to do some shit downtown in the Gold Coast. And that changed the whole trajectory. Because I guarantee you the feds wouldn't even be there if that didn't happen. That's what they cared about. Because you can trust and believe them rich folks that's down there in that part of Chicago was like, oh, fuck no. It was cool when they was doing it over there. Now they bringing it over here? No. Y'all better do something. And the feds... Yeah, that was, a, that was one of the boldest hits I've ever seen. Facts. Broad daylight in one of the nicest areas in Chicago. You got white folks minding their business shopping. And now this sudden guys jump out of a car and murder a rapper in broad daylight. Yeah. You're right. If that happened on the south side of Chicago in the hood, they wouldn't have gave a fuck. Yeah. It would still be unsolved to this day. But because it was so brazen, it's like, no, y'all are going to solve this case. And at the time when it first happened, I thought that it was like some type of organized hit or whatever. But when when the details of that case started coming out, basically one of the guys that somebody saw duck there shared his location with them and they these niggas flew they didn't even think about it they just as soon as they got the location they jumped in the cars and you could see them like running they said on the camera just running jumping in the cars just super hype they they ran like mad lights on the way like they couldn't even wait at the red lights they was just running the lights straight down they get down there they do the shit or whatever they jump back in the cars and they go back and now they back on the internet cheering, laughing. Yeah, ah, super hype. was so crazy. It's yeah. like they couldn't even compose themselves. I'm like, dude, exactly. y'all literally killed somebody. And y'all are like, you know, just clowning and making little jokes and little references. It's just, to me, it's just all demonic. Yeah. There's no other words for it. I'm like, this is another human being. No, Duck was not perfect. He had his issues. He made his diss tracks. But it's like, you know, this whole mentality of Chicago and these gangs, it's just turned into a game. 
And I think that's like the really, that's the disheartening part because it's a whole generation of young men. They're not even growing into adulthood, yeah. you know, cause they're playing this tit for tat, taking each other out and then coming back on the, on social media. I mean, just the gloating, they might as well just said we did it. Yeah, they were so hyped. I was like, wow. I used to think it was like a little more orchestrated than that. Then how when they described it in the indictment, it was like, no, they literally found out and didn't even give themselves 10 seconds to think about it. These niggas couldn't even wait at the light. They just was super hype and they just did it. Like just no thought. And I was just like, wow, like that's, mm -hmm. that's crazy. But I realized that it's only, I don't know. It's only a small section of all these cities, like even in my city, it's like, it's sections, it's like little pockets that's into it. But the more dangerous part is the people who are entertained by it. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's a small sector of our people that's engaging in this behavior. It's not the majority, but the the, the majority of people are entertained. And they yeah, just- we're literally watching this on social media, like a movie. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the part that's disturbing. And speaking of your city, you know, like Gilly and Wallow, you know, they're from Philly. And, you know, I've seen so many times where Wallow has broken down crying. Mm -hmm. You know, on the podcast, I, he was talking to Young Thug and saying, you know, it's lonely when you're in there. Nobody's there for you. Nobody's writing you letters. And these young boys are not even realizing how much time they have to do until like Wallow said he would look over their paperwork. And he's like, you're not getting out until 2070. Mm -hmm. But you're only 19 years old. Like you can't fathom that at 19, you know, and I've, I've seen him break down talking to like little Dirk. And then you'll have a section of, of not just Twitter, but just social media in general. Like, oh, what's he crying for? And It ain't that serious. And oh, well, and, you know, he was in the streets, too. And it's like, yo, just because somebody was in the streets and they did their dirt, you're supposed to learn from their mistakes. So that way you're not destined to repeat them. Why is that such an issue for people? I'd much rather look at somebody who made the mistakes and say, okay, well, I'm definitely not going to go down that route. Thank you for the warning. Yeah, because people evil. And I feel like as a person, like as a formerly incarcerated person myself, I have a responsibility, rather you listen or not. Right. At least I know that if I knew something, you know, that you was into or I was hearing something and we was we had a good enough rapport where I could speak to you, then it's my responsibility to pass a message, you know, to you of wisdom of what I've been through. That's my responsibility as a person that been through that. Whether you listen or not, you know, that's whatever. But I think for a while I was like seeing these guys with with so much opportunity. Right. Like mm -hmm. these guys are like rich not all of them right so some people look rich but not but like Dirk and Thug and like them type y'all are good y'all don't have to do this nobody has to but y'all are not in that poverty situation that usually forces people into these situations so what is going on and why are you doing it and I think to for him to be up close with them and see like the amount of opportunity and the amount of opportunity that they provide to others, which also will go away once they, you know, get locked up. It's like, you got the power to change generations and generations to come. Like, I think it hurts him a lot, you know, while he just, you know, he's kind of emotional, but that's okay. Like, yeah, ain't wrong with that. I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, cause he spits a lot of knowledge and I, I just respect that. Like you said, you know, it's cool to, you know, pay your debt to society and do restitution and community service. But you know, if I don't live in Philly, I'm not really benefiting from your community service, right. Or your mm -hmm. restitution. But if you have a platform, your words are resonating with people globally. Absolutely. You might be able to touch somebody in right now in New York or somebody, you know, in L.A. or in Phoenix 
who's doing some dirt and it's like, damn, I got to stop what I'm doing because this shit is real. Right. Or it might not even hit them right then. But there's times where yo, know, I used to be sitting in the cell and I, my grandma used to have all those anecdotes all the time. And I, whatever, right? Just go in one ear and out the other. But there was times where I used to sit there and I would remember things that she said. And it was to further reinforce, like, for the future, you know? Or if you get into a situation later on down the line, you might hear a person's voice that told you some some real life shit, you know? Like, and I just feel like that is what we should constantly be doing even if it's business it don't have to be criminal or nothing it's just whatever whatever it is that you learn in life you should be willing to share it with the generation that's coming behind you that's just if you don't you just on some hater shit you're just miserable and i think the internet itself especially twitter twitter just mad miserable like they just look for, it don't matter what you do like they just look for anything to criticize you know what i mean it don't matter you know um i don't even think that should be real but I just, I just feel like it's our responsibility as a community to hold each other accountable and also offer jewels and shit when we can. And if you could put somebody in position, you know, also help them up, put them in position, you know. Um, right. And I just don't see enough of it. Like people are silently condoning or how people are even with the thug situation. Oh, how y'all going to use his lyrics for this and that? Y'all really going to ignore all this shit and, and, and really try to find a way to blame other people for this? Like, it's nobody to blame for this. He's a grown-ass man. It's nobody else to blame. He got to take... Where's the self-accountability? I feel like a lot of times, my generation and down, they lack self-accountability. Mm-hmm. It's always somebody else to blame for whatever it is that they do. Right. You know, and, and that's the problem is that at some point you have to look at yourself and look at your actions. Now, I know one of the rappers that, you know, he low-key sometimes talk up, talks about Rico is 50 Cent. And a few years ago, he did a song with 6 9 And on there, he was, you know, saying that, you know, basically he'd rather catch a body than a Rico. Because I, I don't like Rico. I don't like conspiracy. <laughs> right. You know, give me a homicide right now. I'll take a homicide right now before you give me that. Because, look, John Gallo walk out the courtroom successful three times until they start calling him Teflon Don homicides. And then they come with that Rico. Rico and yeah, then you're 23 and 1 Marion. Yeah, it's done. <laughs> you know, it get crazy. So, like that, that, those laws were designed for you not to escape them. Because Rico charges that serious. So he went and he posted this the other day. A lot of people were talking about it on social media because after this whole Young Thug situation came out, I'm going to share with y'all what 50 Cent posted. I am not gang gang. I do not gang bang. Play me like them pussy, I will pull up and bang bang. I am not gang gang. I do not gang bang. Play me like them pussy, I will pull up and bang bang. So basically he says, I just don't like the word Rico or conspiracy. And so he played the video that he did with 6 9 and he's basically saying, I'm not gang gang. I do not bank gang bang, you know, because nobody wants to be tied into that. Because, mm-hmm. again, let's say 50 Cent had borrowed 6 9 some money. They could have tied him into all that shit that went down with, you know, with that whole blood set that 6 9 was running with. So it's like you have to be really, really careful who you associate with, what type of funding, what type of cosigns. So that I think that was why he put that in that song with Six Nine way back then, because he really? knew it was gonna come out of it. See, ain't nothing worse than going to jail for somebody else's shit. Mm. Even if you did do some shit, but that's not why I'm here. I mean, they found out about my shit because of your shit. It's nothing worse than sitting in there behind somebody else's shit. And that's what the that's what the premise of the Rico is. 
you know, it becomes one big Big tie, like um, in Atlanta, right? It's this mm-hmm. guy. He's a wannabe rapper too. Uh, I don't want to say it like that, but he's a rapper, but he's not as mainstream or whatever. He got caught selling like four thousand guns up into uh, Philly, and one of my friends was best friends with the person that he was, you know. And I was like, "See, this is the bullshit because it's easy for them to say, oh." They start going through the taps and all that. Who that? Who that? Who that? They talking to who that? Then they can look at me. Oh, she did 10 years and it seemed like she changed her life. Maybe we can get her, pull me over. I might got some weed in the car or something that I'm smoking and they use that as to try and roll me. But that could ruin my life mm. behind somebody else's stuff, you know? Like, mm. so that's what the whole premise of the Rico is. It's like, it's nothing worse than that. I would rather just do whatever I did, get caught and go to prison or pay my price. But to have to face it because of somebody else, it's just, it sucks. Yeah, that's it crazy. Sucks. Yeah, and that's what he's saying. He'd rather catch a body. He'd rather put in work and catch a body on his own than he caught up in a Rico. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm sure a lot of them nine trade gangster bloods that were running with Takashi Six Nine back then, they probably feel the same way because they said there's a guy that's in there. He was just an affiliate. He really didn't do no dirt, but because he was an affiliate and Six Nine mentioned his name, they gave him like ten years. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot. Like when they took down Nine Trey, they took down a lot of them, mm-hmm. not just the head ones, but like you know a lot of little small guys too. So imagine that guy who was probably like just you know there to like hold you know the duffel bag, you know, or book plane tickets. <laughs> now he's doing ten years, and that's it's it's really crazy. So you really have to think big about who you associate with what they're involved in you know like again you can't mix business with street you do you got to choose one you can't serve two masters like i always say if you're going to be in the streets and you understand the consequences that come with the streets if you're going to be doing legit business then you got to do legit business once you try and mix the two you're putting yourself out there for a possible rico charge because you don't know we can't doing we can't too but Mm-hmm. I mean, all those people that was in the mafia and all that, all that, all that drug money, all that racketeer money, all that extortion money, they now are people who work high affluent political places, courts, mm-hmm. motherfucking, all the city development, uh, big companies that work on the streets and all that other stuff. Them yeah, people the trash companies are still owned by a lot of the mobs. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. we can't. You know, I mean, we don't have that privilege. Yeah. But you know, them folks, they mix the street and and um business all the time but right we can't do that <laughs> and that's the problem too is that social media um rap it's caused a new revenue stream for black people right so because now black folks can make i mean there's a whole gangbang section on youtube mm-hmm. well all these niggas do is just <laughs> tell all their business gangbang you know go back and forth and they're monetized you know, they're able to get, you know, even if they're not monetized by YouTube, let me not say that. They got cash apps up, PayPal donation buttons, you know, and then just the attention, the dopamine hits of y'all hit the like button, hit the like button, share this. So it's like you have this whole revenue stream now that's being generated by the Internet. So a lot of those street laws are coming to the Internet. That's what people don't understand. They're coming to the Internet. So they're trying to, you know, create this whole little thing where these game bangers are now coming on the internet and they're starting GoFundMes and cash apps and everything else. So now we can catch, you know, what if they start recoing the people who are sending the money? Yeah. 
right? Because you know they're a gang member. They're brazenly talking about it all over Clubhouse and YouTube, and then you're sending them cash apps. Well, what do you send them cash apps for? They're not about to donate it to the church. Right. Because they could come back and be like, well, this cash app was used to buy 50 guns. And y'all help funded guns for the street. That's how I think. So, you know, even for me, there's certain people I would never donate to them or send them any damn thing. Right. You don't want like, that time. I don't know what you're involved in. I don't want that cash app or donation or whatever coming back to me. So yeah, you got to move yeah. smart out here because these Rico cases, it's just a wide net. And whoever they can catch, and especially if you have a name, money, you know what I'm saying? And they can catch up in that net. That, Like you said, it looks good for them. Now they're doing, you know, they're on the news and they're holding whole news preferences. Like we caught such and such, you know, so you, you really have to watch yourselves. You really got to watch your moves and make sure that everything is legitimate. The people that you rock with and do business with are legitimate people because it's getting scary out here. Absolutely. And even if they're using you to get you to roll on the next person, they don't care. They'll, they'll sacrifice your life, your freedom, you know, your children's upbringing to get to the next person, you know, so you do have to be very, very careful in who you choose to speak with, talk on the phone, you know, places where they hang, particularly like going to people blocks and all that. If you know, they hustling and all that shit out there, you're not trying to be in pictures and all that, because what, what, what can happen is they'll take something very, very small and press you with it. And now you stuck between either ratting or going to jail for the next 10 years. Mm -hmm. You know, and people don't know if they built to not rat until you in that situation. And there's people who all their life, they never read it and they get to one. They never thought they would have, but they've been doing this for 20 years and now they 39, 40 and they can't take it no more. And they break and they rat and they never thought that they would be able to, they, that they would do something like that. Now you got to live the rest of your life with a target on your back because you really didn't even do anything. But these, these authorities are willing to sacrifice your life to get to the next conviction. That's just what it is. So right. you know, you definitely have to be careful in who you maneuver with and who you build with. You know what I mean? Like going into business with people. My friends, they be talking real casual. Barely spend time with these people. Oh, yeah, we're going to jump in this business. Yeah, put your money in. We're going to get a food truck. I'm not getting a food truck with, with this food. <laughs> you might be selling crack on the side. Like, you know, we're not using that as a front to, to, you know what I'm saying, to, to sell pills and, and weed and shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, sir. I don't know where you got your money from. You know what I mean? I don't know where you where you got that from. Is it traceable? Is it taxed? Is it what's up with it? I, I can't speak for it. So if I can't speak for it and if I can't vouch for you, then I, you know, I can't look with you. That's yeah, not to say being yeah. an ex, you know, you know, ex felon or whatever, you don't. You have to be extra careful. Absolutely. You know what your moves that you make. So that that's very true. And I also find it very interesting, like you were saying, you know, like we were talking about in the last podcast. This whole so many rappers now, legit rappers, right? Um, the ones who don't come from that gangbang culture jumping on this drill trend. Cause you see a lot of artists now working with Fabio Foreign. Mm -hmm. Even the good Christian girl, Chloe Bailey. She and I like the lyrics on the song, but she's working with Fabio Foreign now. Yeah. And he's a drill artist. You had Jay-Z and Alicia Keys, you had Cardi B doing signs with K Flop, you had Nicki Minaj working with Fabio Foreign. So my thing is, it's almost like they're trying to legitimize this to the youth. Yeah. And again, you have to think, like, once those celebrities leave those blocks, they're going back to the safety of their home and their mansions and their security guards. But you're in this rap video with guys who are still in the hood, who are still doing dirt, 
what if they get indicted behind that? Yeah, when I first seen um Kanye and Alicia Keys and Fabio, I was like, oh wow, drill is officially mainstream. Now it already was with like Dirk and you know people like that, but like officially, like now you got people singing over the drill beat. Like, so I was just like, wow, this is it's official. And then right after that, that's when it was like a wave of mainstream artists jumping on drill beats and you know working with drill artists. And on one hand, I think that it might be good because it is watering down the genre, right? When you bring in people who obviously are not a part of that lifestyle and put them on these beats, then now you're starting to water down the genre and expand it and make it a little more accessible to all different types of lifestyles. So I, that's the one hand. But then on the other hand, like, you know, like you said, it's further legitimizing the, the, the drill, you know, culture at the same time. Yeah, because they're not shooting these drill videos in Beverly Hills. Right. You know, so that's the part where it gets tricky because they're in those neighborhoods. They're in the hood, you mm -hmm. know, in these scenes and everybody in the music video, all the extras, most of them are from that game. Mm -hmm. They're from that area. Um, they even said something interesting in that news clip that Gunner was at the Met Gala. So, again, you have street merging with something that's so-called high profile as the Met Gala. Mm -hmm. And remember Gunna and didn't Gunna and Chloe Bailey have a little thing? They was like fake going together or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, I oh, look at her. Well, that's the sister. You have the the sister. Um, I think that's is no, it Chloe? No. no, it's Chloe. Yeah, the yeah I think Chloe yeah. and yeah, Gunna Chloe. had a little thing. I mean, I thought it was fake and orchestrated, like just a promo run or whatever. Right. But the fact that she was good when that shootout happened with Kodak Black, Gunner had just put her in the limo. Remember when Kodak Black uh -huh. got shot in L.A. during the uh -huh. Super Bowl? She had just went into the, he had just put her in the limo. Gunner was ready, re getting ready to get into the limo. That's when the shooting, that fight broke out. Oh, that's when they, that must have been when they broke up. Because I seen a recent interview and Chloe was like, yeah, we just friends. We just did that for the song. I said, oh, she trying to get far Look away from that. Good Christian. <laughs> right. You can't serve two masters. You can't be, you know, I'm Christian, Christian, you know, oh, praise father, where I bow. And then, you know what I mean, fast forward three years later, you know what I mean? We in the club, we yeah. turn it up. And I'm like, come out of all the guys, you were gonna? Yeah, but, that, that was random as hell. Well, and very she, she backed out of that shit quick. That shit got too real, real quick. Yeah, gunshots woke her up like, damn, okay, this is a little bit too street. This is not Disney. <laughs> Cause I ain't heard nothing else about them since then. Yeah, right. Remember they had all the Valentine's, you know, lovey dovey post on Instagram and everything else. And remember Valentine's weekend was the same time around the Super Bowl when that shooting happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because she sure enough did. She did an interview. She's like, We're just friends. She was like, We just did that for the song that we had coming out. We just friends. I said, Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't play me like that, bitch. Like, fuck out. Right. Change her whole tune. Like, uh-uh. That shit got too real. Cause I know that she quiet and ever since this indictment broke, she quiet. ain't said nothing. Yeah. Somebody was like, somebody's like, I wonder if, if Chloe's gonna be indicted on the recall. I see y'all are so stupid. <laughs> that girl ain't out there, no YSL bullshit. Wait, they had that uh video of her. You know how extra she is. I like I like her. I think she's very talented, but yeah, she's out of her way. So they had the they had the video of her doing all those dances and shit talking about Chloe trying to distract the cops, trying to escape, uh gonna try to get gonna escape. <laughs> They got her extra, you know, she's so extra too. Right. 
Jimmy Tom tried. She tried so hard to be overly sexy when she really mm -hmm. is naturally sexy. But yeah, I can see her, you know, dancing and doing a strip tease for the cops. As y'all watch me, I had gonna hurt the sneak out the back. <laughs> yeah, what's Twitter ain't shit. I can see them doing that. Twitter is Yo. such a mess. Thanks. What is it called? It's called hypostephilia. My wife always talk about it. She says she had hypostephilia. It's women or girls who are like have a fixation with street niggas and thugs and that's the addiction. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. they get caught up and wrapped up in that and end up, you know, their lives be going crazy places because of it. And they're not criminals themselves. They just get a thrill from being that adjacent to it. Hypostephilia. Right. That Bonnie and Clyde mentality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So now before we go, because we've been on for almost an hour, we got to hit on this Casanova situation. Oh, yeah. Okay. Casanova from Flatbush, Brooklyn. Now, remember when he got locked up under his Rico, it was a bunch of them that, you know, the Gorilla Stone Nation, mm -hmm. um, they're all, you know, they're a huge blood set. And I remember he was so adamant. You know, he talked a lot about Rico charges as well. You know, they're just trying to come after folks and they're trying to come after these rappers. I didn't do nothing. I'm innocent. And now he's literally pleading guilty to racketeering, drug charges. Um, I think one might be attempted murder. I'm not sure. But he's looking at anywhere from five to 60 years in prison. Mm -mm -mm. And that's a hell of a range. Like what? Yes. Five to 60. Now he'll probably land on the lower end because he's pleading, which is the reason why he's pleading. But his points Casanova did quite a bit of time already in prison he's been at least going on three years no before that oh he yeah did, yeah he did like what 10 years in prison yeah like seven between seven and ten something like okay. that that raises and i think he had a violent crime at that time so that when you go into these things you have they have a point system it's like a gravity score and oh, based wow. off of however many times you know you get locked up it's, it's like a literal chart so you, you had a three you know you go to the three and then you look over for the crime and then it tells you what the mandatory is and it tells you what the maximum is. You know, um, I think Casanova's at that point where he might be career criminal because your third charges, your third felony charges, you, they can technically consider you a career criminal. And that's an automatic 20 years. So I'm sure that that's a part of the reason why wow. he might have took this plea cape, this plea deal. But also so, his on your third felony charge, they consider you a career criminal? Yeah, like your third, yeah, if it's like if it's like the third of you doing, say your third gun charge, right? Mm. The feds can swoop in, even if it's just a regular pullover whoop. Um, it can become federal because it's your third time and they can consider you a career criminal with that third time. And then it becomes a federal case and then you get like a mandatory 20 years. Um, and a lot of young people, they don't know this. No, not until no, not until you face with it. Like, that's that's like, and this is why I do these podcasts because again, I've not I've never been to jail. I don't know nothing about you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But that's why I want you to come on here and educate people because I'm learning stuff. You know, like there's a point system, just like in school when you've been suspended and well, right. how long are we gonna suspend you now? Are you a repeated, you know, kid that right. gets suspended all the time, or is this your first time? So they're doing the same thing when you go to jail, when you go to trial and all that stuff. That's very Absolutely. interesting. And when you go to trial, so if you go to trial, so you, the, the way the chart works, it's a minimum, it's a mandatory, and then it's a maximum. If you go to, tr if oh, okay, um, it's a minimum, um, a mandatory, and a maximum when you uh, get arrested. If you go to trial, you can't get the minimum anymore. You're either mandatory to maximum. So mm -hmm. the only way you can get the minimum is by taking the plea deal. 
So and I'm that's sure. why a lot of people plead guilty because at trial, you may not get trial for another two years sometimes. You right. can be sitting in jail for right. a long time. And if you're convicted, you'd have knocked yourself out of the minimum category by taking the trial. Now you're either you're you're they're mandated to give you at least the mandatory for that crime. So I heard that with Casanova situation, it was somebody ratting, telling um something that he probably couldn't avoid. And because of his points, I'm sure, um, that probably took him on the higher end of the maximum side of the chart. And they probably could have gave him potentially 60 years if you base the, the career criminal thing with his maximum score and you run some of these charges consecutive. Now you're doing a life sentence. So let's just plead. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can give me anywhere between five and 60, but I'm going to ask for leniency upon the court because I'm pleading guilty. So I, I guess he was just backed into a corner. He just had to do it. That is so scary to know that mistakes that you've made in your younger years, you know what I'm saying, are collecting up and tallying points. Mm -hmm. That if you make another mistake in your older years, you, you're done. You yeah. know, life in prison is life in prison. So this is why for a lot of young people, y'all need to realize this now, that the things that y'all are doing now at 18, 19, 20, you might sit down for a year or two. Okay. And then what if something else happens 10 years later? Then yeah. points are adding up. So you're not going to sit down for a year or two, 10 years later. Yeah. At that point, they're going to be looking at giving you 10 to 20. You know, so that's that's just very frightening. Um, so that makes sense because that's what a lot of people are like. Well, why would he plead guilty? He was saying he didn't do anything. That's stupid. Why would he, you know, cop to anything? But like you said, now that you broke it down, he he's looking at being seen as a career criminal, his point mm -hmm. system. He could have just been, if he would have took it to trial, they could have just gave him life in prison and called it a day. Yep. And I really don't think Casanova, I think he was just surrounded by street niggas. I don't think he, I know he was, I know the gang or whatever, but I don't think he was as involved like, like the thug situation. I don't really see it like that. I think maybe he was just the person in position, the person who had money and I mean, well, what they were saying, because somebody broke it down on YouTube. I've got the channel. Um, he was involved in a few things. There was a shooting that happened mm -hmm. at like a dice game. He put out a gun on somebody mm -hmm. and, you know, as a felon. He shouldn't even have a gun. Right. Right there. And then it was like a lady that he choked out because she was he was out with some girls. And this I'm telling you, the end, people are so bold. This lady walks up to him. He's at a diner with some girls and Casanova's married. I didn't even know that. And so she comes up to him and says, Ain't you married? Where's your wife? First of all, <laughs> that's is like my brother's size. He is six foot five, like 200 and something pounds, solid muscle. That's a big dude. I'm not asking Casanova shit. Yeah. I, I get a selfie and that's it. I'm not going to wear your wife. So she was being messy. So he got mad like, like bitch, who is you? Right. And so she was like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm telling your wife and I don't know who this lady was. So she starts recording Casanova. So his other gangbang friends that was there, they jumped up and, you know, they got up in her face and Casanova snatched her phone. And one of the guys grabbed her and choked her till she passed out. Mm. So when she came back too, they said that Casanova gave her back the cell phone. Like, okay, our bad. You know, I'm glad you're okay. Right. He went and filed police charges. Damn. So that's also one of the charges in there too. Um, and another thing too, where Casanova's situation is a little bit different. Cause you talked about this young thug has legitimate money. Like when he sells, when he drops an album, his fans go hard. They bought the Jeffrey album, dressing all. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, little dirt. He's gotten a 
a resurrection in his career because Drake jumped on that song with him. So yeah. that helped put Lil Durk back on the map and he's been kind of shining ever since because he fell out for a while. Mm-hmm. So he's making his money. Right. Casanova has never had that big, big mainstream success. Like we know him, but yeah. he's he not had like that big mainstream push, right? Mm-hmm. So I think with Casanova's situation, because you know, Rock Nation got behind him. You know, he's, he was working with Rock Nation, mm-hmm. but I think for him, because he was not getting money like that in the industry, he was not getting a big industry bag. He wasn't getting a big touring bag. I think for him, whatever money he was making, he was definitely having to flip it, right? with the drugs and doing dirt in the street. Because yeah. again, the sad part is, and I've always said this as us as fans, we put a lot of pressure on these rappers to keep up a certain persona. Mm-hmm. Because in other genres, R&B, rock and roll, country, they can tell you I'm a struggling musician. Mm-hmm. I live in a you know $100,000 home. I live in a two bedroom apartment. I'm just trying to make it. We don't want to hear that shit in rap. Mm-hmm. We want you to throw your diamonds in our face, throw your money in our face, you know, make us feel stupid. Like we're not worth it. <laughs> it's like, it's like rap fans for punishment, right? <laughs> we're not shit. We're beneath you. And you know, you're like the bling bling king. So we put all this pressure on these young rappers who live up this persona, you know? And I think, you know, unfortunately, Casanova got caught up in that. And mm-hmm. I think the gang used him because he was a face and he is in the celebrity world to kind of wash that money. Right. You know, and like I said, even on some of these tour buses, don't get it twisted. Some of them tour buses are moving weight. And again, it started with a lot of the rock and roll bands back in the 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. They were the ones, you know, what I'm saying moving weight, pills and, and weed and everything all throughout the country on those tour buses because you wouldn't think well it would you know that they're moving drugs on a tour bus or oh, it's just equipment and instruments shit yeah. you know and now we see rappers getting pulled over like i remember a few years ago nelly got pulled over there was a bunch of death and shit on his tour bus you know a few people have been pulled over and they found drugs look at uh juice world remember all that weed yeah. eating stuff yeah. that was caught up on that plane we haven't heard nothing else about that weed since facts that wasn't personal use. Them was tons. Yeah. We haven't heard I don't know. They haven't said any. I've Googled. I, I can't find nothing else about all them tons of weed that they find on Juice World's plane. Facts. I think Wayne had an incident like that too. Sure a bunch of weed on the plane. Mm-hmm. And getting that gun. Because remember, uh, Donald Trump had to pardon Wayne. Mm-hmm. That's how he that got out of his gun. situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that rap shit messy. <laughs> it's too much. Hey, I tell I tell all the aspiring artists. I know we gotta go, but mm-hmm. the arts is a passion thing, and people, it's a passion. Actors, musicians, majority of them, ninety nine percent of them are not rich. But it's like the league. It's like everybody want to go to the NBA, but there's other ways to make livings in the arts. Like you might, it's like you can go overseas. You know. China, you can, you know, go to the G League, you might not ever make it to the NBA, but you can still make a living in the G League, you know, and then you got some people that do it for the love on the blacktop, they don't get paid shit. So like I tell people all the time in the music industry, there's ways to make a living where you don't have to do anything else but music, but you can't, everybody's not going to make it to that, you know, NBA level and that has to be okay if you love what you do, 
Would you rather do what you love or work a job that you hate and, you know, try to try to scrape that way? You know, I'd rather do what I love. And, you know, what I mean, that's just that. But people just want that one thing. There's a lot of ways to, you know, make a living in music. Everybody just want that one way. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. So I just hope that, you know, you all take from this podcast that there's a lot of things going on right now in the music industry and they're trying to take out a whole generation of rappers. That's what I'm looking at. They're trying to take a lot of people out that prison industrial complex. They're trying to fill it back up. You know, remember they was letting a lot of people out during COVID. Yeah. They got to refill up these prisons and jails. So be careful who you mix and mingle with because these Rico cases, especially now um, you may want to study and see if you have a Rico state, you know what I'm saying? Law in your state. Right. Because you might live in a state where they are willing to pick up RICO charges like they do in the state of Georgia. Not every state has that. But, you know, if you live in one of those states, you're going to want to be extra careful because for 28 people to be indicted, like you said, all 28 may not have been the main key players. But they're all looking at the same amount of time until they start telling or figuring out who's, you know, doing what. But. All of those 28 people that were called in and hauled in, um, they were definitely watching them for years. They didn't just pick them out the blue. You know, Gunner's high profile. I think that's more or less what happened with him. Yeah. But some of the ones who are not high profile were definitely doing dirt. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I pray for them, all of them that's involved, everybody. I hope everybody make it out. But just people learn from these types of things. Just learn, you know, just yeah. take something from it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but we did call this. We did call this. We caught this in our last podcast. We did. You know, it's it's not a joke. You know, so like we said, learn from other people's mistakes so that way you're not destined to repeat them. But I hope you know all of this stuff gets sorted out. I don't. I don't like, even though like there's a lot of bad things that have happened with all of these people. I just hate to know that somebody can just be here one moment like in the real world and then just be locked up for like 20 years to life. I just can't even wrap my mind around that. Like that's just insanity to me. Yeah. No, but you got to think happens. about your actions. Yeah. It happens every single day. Yeah. It happens. And that's what people, you know, don't realize until it's them. Exactly. Exactly. Well, sis, thank you so much for coming on. This has been a wonderful conversation. Thanks, sis. <laughs> thank you for having me. I appreciate you. No, definitely. And I just, you know, I hope that the young folks take something away from this. So on that note, you guys, we are out. Thank you guys so much for taking time to listen to Tea Time Unfiltered. And we will talk to y'all later. Deuces. Deuces. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure you join us again soon. For all the latest tea, make sure you follow me on my social media pages. Just put in L-O-V-E-L-Y-T-I on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.